wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck goose. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificent, you're going to be mine. Here's Jonathan Hood. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here on ESPN 1000 and the TuneIn app. So glad you're with us. Also check out the podcast, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, wherever you download your podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It's got its own separate feed. Check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It was a busy weekend of pro wrestling from the WWE with Worlds Collide taking place in Houston at Minute Maid Park. Over 40,000 people saw the Royal Rumble. Also, Hard Times, the pay-per-view taking place for the NWA in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to cover it all with Josh Lopez from the Hoots podcast. Uh, Josh Lopez also, you can go to his website, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Bookmark that. That way you know exactly what's going on in the world of wrestling with ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. And Josh joins us here on ESPN 1000. Josh, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Anytime. I got to say this really quick. I always get a big pop every time I hear uh, the line, uh, Goopy is a rec- uh, rat raccoon, you know? <laughs> That's like one of the best insults. Yep. The best open on the station right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to do something. So why not have that in the open? That's for sure. I want to get your thoughts about uh, first. We'll start backwards, and so we'll start with the Royal Rumble. Uh, boy, just first of all, a great crowd in Houston, a traditional wrestling city, uh, to be able to have the Royal Rumble uh, again, a tentpole event for the WWE. What were your overall thoughts on what you saw at the Royal Rumble in Houston? It was a really fun night in Houston. You know this as well as I do. When it comes to the Royal Rumble, the the theme, the um, thesis statement, the the big draw for the event is always the two Rumble matches for the men and the women. Uh, rarely do you get epic world title matches or epic grudge feuds. I mean, there's always a few exceptions like Triple H and Shawn Michaels or AJ Styles and John Cena a couple years ago with San Antonio, but. Uh, the Royal Rumble always brings, it's always one of the biggest unique events of the year. It's my personal favorite WWE event of the year. Uh, it's just a unique event. If anybody has never been to a Royal Rumble, I would totally recommend it. It's fun. Even if you're not a hardcore WWE fan, you get enjoyment out of that event. And it was a really fun night in San Antonio, and I thought the show was pretty good from top to bottom. Yeah, Brock Lesnar starts off as the number one entrant to the Royal Rumble and eliminating a ton of, of wrestlers, but it ends up being Drew McIntyre as the Royal Rumble winner. So he'll have one of the big slots when we get to WrestleMania in Tampa. It has been so long for Drew McIntyre. Uh, two stints with the WWE and finally is able to break through as a top guy. How much does that surprise you, that finish with Braun Strowman being the, the lone survivor at Royal Rumble? 
Uh, it, it didn't surprise me. Uh, Drew McIntyre's been building a lot of momentum, and when you look at the current uh, rosters for both Raw and SmackDown, you try to uh, trying to second guess and see which particular matches would work on a WrestleMania stage, right? And when I looked at the Raw roster, I was like, okay, Ricochet is not going to fight Brock Lesnar, right? <laughs> Would it be too early to fight? Would it be too early to have Alistair Black fight Brock Lesnar? I don't know. So the next guy on that list would have been Drew McIntyre. Uh, if you look at the guy, you see how he wrestled, gave more of a baby face reaction from the audience over the last month or so. And you heard that pop. Once he did that Claymore over the top rope, it was a really uh, very interesting moment for him. And then and the best part about that Men's World Rumble match is that there was an actual story being told. <laughs> it's so hard to have a battle royale when you actually have a story being told, Hoodie. Mm-hmm. And he started off with the first 15 minutes being the Brock Lesnar show. Uh, you got a little couple highlights and spurts from the New Day or Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. But it's all about Brock Lesnar in the beginning. And then you set the table for WrestleMania with Drew McIntyre eliminating him and going out to win the Royal Rumble match. So it was a really big night for Drew McIntyre. I know the common uh, discussion is that WWE has a hard time creating stars organically. I thought Drew McIntyre's stock just went over 10 times more than where he already was. Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. On Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday, we meet Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the TuneIn app. I thought the Universal Championship with the Fiend Bray Wyatt over uh, Daniel Bryan, that strap match, that works for several reasons. It just, once again, shows you the strength of Bray Wyatt and how he's almost this Undertaker-like, unstoppable uh, force and because Daniel Bryan's skin is so he's so fair, like I mean, you could just pinch him and he could be able to have like a you know welts on his body. It's a perfect matchup because just one lash of that strap on Daniel Bryan's back and he just he was bleeding from the back. So that's why that seemed to really work out well uh, for the matchup. Yeah, the funny thing about that is that Sheamus during the kickoff shows already getting welts. I couldn't picture how he would end up during that strap. <laughs> oh yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> two fair-skinned guys. Yeah, like like they, they don't have actually a, a skin color that's opaque. It's that's what it is. You, it's translucent. <laughs> oh god, that, that was a fun match. Uh, I've been a bit advocate for the Daniel Bryan uh, the Fiend feud over the last few months. They had a pretty solid world title match at Survivor Series here in Chicago. And I thought they won up it this time in um, in Houston. It was a really good match. Sometimes strap matches could be hit and miss. Um, I I remember a strap match a few years ago with John Cena and Rusev, and, and everybody was just sitting on their hands. But you just felt every part of that match with Bray Wyatt and Dan Bryan. The, the fans got into it towards the end of the match. Uh, it was a really big win for the scene, and I'm curious to see what happens next with Daniel Bryan. All right, uh, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, great NXT versus NXT UK show, where Worlds Collide taking place in Houston, and also the NWA with the terrific show Hard Times in Atlanta. We'll review that coming up next on TWT. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Wrestling fans. Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so 
So shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class redneck goose. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificent, you're going to be mine. Here's Jonathan Hood. You can follow the show on Twitter at WrestlingTWT. The Hoots Podcast is where you can find Josh Lopez. And, of course, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com is the website for Josh Lopez. He joins us here on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. We do wrestling and sports entertainment conversation every Tuesday at 9.35 right here on ESPN 1000. Well, you know that my highlight of the weekend, uh, Josh, was Worlds Collide because my favorite uh, product is the NXT UK. If you have not seen this, this is on the WWE Network, and they took on NXT, a show you can see every Wednesday at uh, on the USA Network. I just thought that it was uh, terrific from top to bottom, including the main event where Imperium takes on the Undisputed Era. That was a match that lasted 30 minutes. Unfortunately, there was an injury there to Alexander Wolfe in that matchup, so it ended up being four against three, but still seven of the eight guys really pulled it off. You know, Eddie, I know we got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. I hope this game coming up on Sunday has as much fireworks as there were in this eight-man taxi match because it, it got to the point for me personally while, while I was transcribing this show the other night where I'm throwing my hands up there. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you feel like you're, you're getting to the climax of one of the awesome matches, and you're like, okay, this is awesome. Now it's great. It's, it's the match of the year. It keeps it growing and growing and growing. It was, it was fantastic. It, it was, it was, and every time you look around, that there is uh, another match you could put on there for match of the year, uh, and that definitely was it too. Well, did you think? You know, I, I was not disappointed, but I was expecting more from the NXT uh, Women's Championship matchup with uh, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Again, you see Tony Storm as a veteran and Rhea Ripley still young, still trying to figure things out. There's no question that they are developing a star here in Rhea Ripley. It was a 10-minute match. I expected a little bit more, but I, you can see the growth of Ripley. I just want to see a little bit more from her. Yeah, I expected a little bit more. For the, they were put in the tough spot. Anytime you have to follow a match that involves either Tyler Bate or Johnny Gargano, it's just, it's just bad for any performer, whether it's male or female. And that's kind of the hard part about enjoying these takeovers so that you're always going to have that one match where while you look back at it, without crowd noise, it's really good, but the crowd's exhausted. I just thought they were playing the tough spot there before the main event. That's true. And you're talking about that DIY match with Johnny Gargano and, and Champa against Mustache Mountain. Uh, I could see that best of 10 uh, or best of nine, whatever yeah. it is, because they, man, they just tore the house down. And, and here's what was in the back of my mind as I was watching the show. If you're an NXT fan, and there's plenty of them in the country, right? And you're not an NXT UK fan. And this is why I thought NXT did the best job they could over the last three weeks to try to tell you, hey, here's Dragunov. Hey, here's Jordan Devlin if you haven't seen him. Hey, here's here's Mustache Mountain if you haven't seen him. Here's, uh, you know, here's uh, Imperium. They try to push those guys down your throat for so you can be rec- so you can have, um, 
you know, this this feeling of, hey, I know who they are. But, man, three right. weeks is not enough. It, and I thought the Houston crowd was pro-NXT and really, like, when Dragunov took on Finn Balor, that is, again, a great match. They didn't know anything about Dragunov. They were pro-Finn Balor. Now, I get it. But I just thought the crowd just was not, didn't know much about NXT UK. But, but it's okay because because of this event, there'll be more viewers, I think, watching NXT UK and very curious about them based on what we saw uh, on Saturday for Worlds Collide. Right. And here's what I want to say when it comes to NXT UK. For the UK brand, they just had their tentpole event in Blackpool mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. But here's the bigger difference now. Not only were they able to be part of an event that was part of World Rumble Weekend, now they got more exposure for the brand for the people who watch domestically. And I thought that was a big win for NXT. And it's also a big win for when Aperium won the main event because everybody going to this event uh, on this past Saturday and they're like looking at the car like, oh, I just be there to run through Imperium. Now, like you said, not a lot of people know Imperium. Not a lot of people know Dragon Off. I mean, even though it was part of the match in the in the main event where people were just chanting Walter, they were already chanting for the group. <laughs> right, exactly. So, <laughs> so I thought it was a really good night for the NXT brand as a whole, and especially NXT UK getting the proper exposure they needed besides the awesome black Blackpool that they had a couple weeks ago. Uh, Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com with Jonathan Hood on uh, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Again, you can find that podcast wherever you download your podcast and also Josh's podcast, the Hoots Podcast, wherever you download your podcast, look for uh, his thoughts on wrestling. We do a show together because we give you TWT um, twice a week and Josh is part of it. So make sure that you download our podcast to be able to find out the latest uh, because there's so much wrestling, including what happened in Atlanta, Georgia uh, with uh, Hard Times, the National Wrestling Alliance and their pay-per-view that took place on Friday. You know, the, the whole business of wrestling wrestling or combat sports or in general, Josh, it's about building stars, right? And so the, my, my biggest takeaway is the NWA builds a star by having Ricky Starks defeat Trevor Murdoch as in the finals of that television championship. Ricky Starks is going to be a must-see on this level or wherever he's going to go uh, in his future because I just think he's that silky smooth in the ring. This is what tell you for everybody that doesn't know what's going on with the NWA. If you're an old-school rugby fan and you know who Trevor Burdock is, if I told you that Trevor Burdock would made the best a pro wrestling pay-per-view in 2020, you'd think I'm nuts. Right. And that's, that's telling you how good the NWA is right now. That's not taking anything away from Ricky Stark. I thought he had a fantastic night. I was really shocked when he defeated Tim Storm because I thought uh, Tim Storm was going to continue on with the with Nick Oz, but... Regardless, it was a really special night for Ricky Starks, and and it was a good decision for the NWA to have the television uh, title tournament made a better show as opposed to Dick Aldis and Flip Gordon in a cold uh, world title match. Like that match came like eight days before the pay per view, so. I'm glad the the TV top tournament got to close out the show. I thought that the women stole the show with Thunder Rosa winning the women's world championship for the NWA over Allison Kay, a veteran. Again, I can see that match as as long as possible, as many times as possible. Thunder Rosa became even a bigger star by winning that championship. I thought they had the best match on the card. I I agree with you, honey. And shout out to the people inside that studio, CTD uh, Studios. They played a big part of that match as well. I, man, Thunder Rose is awesome. I saw her 
uh, performed in Lucha Underground as Cobra Moon. And her character has evolved, and her wrestling, especially since she was in Lucha Underground, has evolved. She's one of the best uh, performers for the women's roster around the entire landscape. I'm happy she won the title. Uh, Allison Case is a really good performer as well, and this adds more layers to the rivalry. This ain't ain't ending anytime soon. I know this is a longer conversation, but we got one minute left, so I'll ask, I'll leave this one minute with you. When it comes to, to Becky Lynch, I just don't think in her matchup against Asuka at the Royal Rumble, I just, I, that, was, that was a WrestleMania match that took place at the Royal Rumble, that's fine. But still, nobody is getting hot enough in the women's division. And if Becky Lynch is the face, if she is the, the Hogan, Cena, Rock, Austin, if she's that person in that slot, it's still tepid. It's still not hot yet. How, how do you look at Becky Lynch and can you say that for sure she's the face of the company based on how she's been utilized? I think it's not much of her win-loss record is or how she's being utilized. It's just a thing that not a lot of wrestling fans pay attention to because, like, Daniel Bryan had the whole yes movement when he won the World Title Base Better Wrestling Day 30, right? Yeah. And then was figuring out, oh, what's next for Daniel Bryan? You know, you keep having to underdogs like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan or Becky Lynch, and once they reach that goal or they conquer the authority, you're, you're left saying, saying, hey, what's next? And then you start becoming cold on them as performers. It's not what the company's doing. It's just when you built the entire WrestleMania around one person and they reach that goal, what's next for them? <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like Becky Lynch a lot of times tries too hard to be like a Stone Cold in, uh, or see a cause. She's not tapping into who she is. Like, you only see the real Becky Lynch when Shayna Baszler or Ronda Rousey's around, and I don't think that's good. Josh Lopez, you can find him at ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Bookmark that. That way you know everything that's going on in professional wrestling in North America and beyond. And, of course, the Hoots podcast is where you can find him on his podcast and also part of the TWT tribe, part of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday every week with me. So, Josh, I'm glad you spent some time. Thanks so much for coming on the show as always. Yeah, 